0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Jabroni Drive! On this week's episode, Seth and Guther, Cody, and Punk Logan,
1: Paul, Kevin Owens, Netflix, the
0: Royal Rumble. Jimmy, will this be the greatest episode of Jabroni Drive? I think so. What do you gotta to say to all the Schmidt Lamellites out there?
2: I'm listening to Jabroni Drive as you know is just us And when you listen to Jabroni Drive you are a Jabroni
1: for life
0: I love it
1: <laughs> Jabroni Drive Starts now.
0: What? Oh, Pro Timmy, it's almost
2: like we rehearsed that. That was done so well. <laughs> it, I mean, it's only took 10 takes there, Tommy.
0: A little behind the scenes for all you uh, Schmidt and Lavellites out there. So the jabronis. We did our first take, and uh let's just say it didn't go as planned. Neither of us
2: really... Delivered. delivered,
0: delivered. We that's not our what
2: promo we'd... there, Tom.
0: Yeah, we're here to deliver for you, the audience, and we want to say we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. All the jabronis out there that tune in every week that really are diving into what is professional wrestling, particularly the WWE. We love you. We appreciate you. Help us grow this show. Make sure you're subscribing, following on all platforms, social media. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on everything. Give us a follow. Give us a a share. Tell your friends, Timmy, the first thing we have to mention, big, 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 big event this Saturday, January 27th, live from Graham's Pub, a live show of Jabroni Drive. The first one we've ever had. We're expecting a big turnout. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you aren't doing anything, make sure you get out there. Bring a friend with you. We got some special things planned. This Saturday, January 27th, watch the Royal Rumble at Graham's Pub, Jabroni Drive, starting around 7 p.m. Be there or be square. And remember, when you're a Jabroni, you're a Jabroni
2: for life. Timmy, are you excited about this Saturday or what? I'm excited to to really get in front of the people. I know that, yeah, there's going to be some new people that don't listen to, to J.D., but um, it's going to be an opportunity for them to kind of you know see what we do out there and and look we're 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 amongst the people here Tom and we just we're, we're an avenue for them um to kind of break down what our perspective is of of what this crazy wrestling world has become uh you know what we want to you know, what we speculate's going to happen what we think it's going to happen and it's just our insight from two guys that just really are entertained by uh the world of wrestling
1: yeah, so right. it's going to be
2: fun to get in front of everybody and and watch the rumble together as group and uh, yeah, it, it, there's just so much momentum right now with the WWE and look after a in my opinion a week, a weaker raw one of the weaker ones that I've personally thought you get an absolute avalanche of just breaking news on. What is it, Incredible. Tuesday morning? And it just, it has not stopped yet, Tom.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get right into that, all right? The big news, this, the second biggest news of the week, besides our live show this Saturday, January 27th at Graham's Pub, WWE signing a, a monument, a huge deal with Netflix. They will now, starting in 2025, be airing Monday Night Raw on Netflix, a $5 billion 10-year contract and just when we thought we got that news announced now as the TKO at the at that now at the head of the table new chairman in in, in the board the rock the guy he, he's going to be on the board with everything that is WWE and Endeavor and just huge news in in a time where WWE is now in full speed ahead getting ready to go on that road to WrestleMania. And it all starts this Saturday. Timmy, a lot of questions about the signing with Netflix. Where does this leave raw? Where does it leave the fan? How are we going to be watching this? And I guess the big question is what is going to change? And I'm excited for it because one, I feel like the, the episodes we record them now on our cable and, and, if this is already going to be on Netflix for us, it's one thing that we don't have to worry about. Okay. It's already going to be on Netflix when the episode airs, it'll be there for us to view later. I'm hoping two, are we going to be getting a more adult product? Are we going to be moving now to something that maybe they can do some more foul language, a little bit racier material, a little more entertaining for the adult out there. Three, are there going to be less commercials? Now they got to have some sort of commercial. Where's the money to five billion? Where are they going to get to pay this money? Where does Netflix even get their money? You know what I mean? But less mm. commercials. Maybe the shows won't be three hours, which I I, you know, Triple H has said the wheelhouse for a show is two hours. And mm. that third hour is very difficult. I'm excited about this. What are your thoughts on the signing? and where possibly
2: Monday Night Raw is headed. Let me just talk about the <laughs> the addition of of the Rock to the board of directors. Um I think is just so monumental. Um because Rock the Rock is such a a huge uh entity in terms of the entertainment world. Um he has so much staying power and what he calls home is the wwe he feels that wrestling is the foundation from where he got to start and that's exactly the truth i mean this is where he started he always comes back to to the ring and calls it home all the time so to have if you're a wrestling fan to have him on the board of directors um with the company that basically is is paying your bills that is in charge of your company that goes so far for me. Uh and then so just to add to that, which we've talked about so many times, to have Triple H yeah you know, as the head of you know, creative, um, you know, within the WWE, you have two bona fide WWE, you know, attitude superstars that are really just the nuts and bolts and the and the brains of kind of where this thing is headed, which is which is which is excellent. Not that the rock is involved in creative, but he obviously has a say in what goes on in terms of financials and all the other stuff that, that goes on with the WWE. So that's that's huge. Um the Netflix thing is is very, very interesting from this perspective that it is a major brand that is committing to Netflix, right? And all their essentially all their you know, their material, uh, all their own property, uh, you know, their video, everything is, is heading over to Netflix with the exception, I think, of NXT, which is going to CW and I think SmackDown, which is going to USA, correct?
0: I think you're right on that.
2: So um, to entrust Netflix with streaming, right, and this is going to be the first time where you know, the WWE universe is going to have to pay for you know, a service, a streaming service to watch Roll, which, which sucks. But I mean, you were also paying for a streaming service to watch Peacock, right? So essentially you're getting Roll most, maybe probably for the same cost that you paid for, you know, uh, NBC, uh, what are we on, right? Now? On Peacock, right? So like yeah. that cost kind of goes into the PLEs, right? Which you already pay for. That's, you have that service, you stream that stuff to watch all the PLEs now raw is going to be included in that plus yeah all, all the other content and material that that WWE provides to to Peacock so that's going to transition over um, so it's essentially just you know, displacing the funds in a different direction right so you're still going to be able to watch smackdown on on live tv you're still going to be able to watch nxt on live tv just it's just raw that's transitioning over but this is going to to set up and, and we're going to go in, I'm going to go in a different direction here um from everything that I've read I've read, it it's other entities such as like yeah, you know, live sports, you're talking about the MB, you're talking about the NFL, you're talking about the NHL. Do they they're probably gonna pay close attention to how this unfolds with the WWE and decide whether or not they're gonna go full stream and move. Yeah, their product over into, you know, a full streaming service, right? Like that's, I think what this is going to set the bar for. So, um, if it's successful, if it works out right, I mean, it, it might lead to something like that across the four major sports, which could create just crazy amounts of, of revenue and, and all sorts of other things, which, which, you know, I, I don't even feel qualified to talk, talk about, it, to be honest with you. So, um, but yeah it's just a major deal and then to the things that you've talked about um in terms of better programming uh, bigger sets just just higher quality production that's a ton of money to be able to shell out and i'm sure that has a lot to do with also bringing in other superstars you know into the fold too as well so um you know good luck to every other promotion that wants to compete it's going to be hard
0: yeah and wwe has a they've always been ahead of the curve and they've always been someone that starts things new and they're, they're ahead of the curve. They're ahead of the other companies across the board in the world. They started, they launched the WWE network in 2014, February, coming up on 10 years when the network was launched a fully streaming service just for professional wrestling. And let me tell you the way that it went, the WWE network was incredible the um user friendly very user friendly was a great thing and then they sold and peacocks isn't even as good as what the wwe networks were and that and and so i'm excited for this because i feel like i feel like netflix is a, a little bit better a little more evolved than peacock and where you find their stuff and how it's user friendly and and things like that so i'm excited for the, uh, the Netflix thing. And obviously huge news in the WWE. And they're usually. They're, they're very forward thinkers. And their business sense. And everything like that. Is usually years ahead of other businesses. So they're the ones that are the leaders in this stuff. And they're going to be leading other. And, and like you mentioned Timmy. I think we're going to start to see. More and more things go. According to to what is happening with the WWE today. And obviously, huge news. Very excited moving forward into the Royal Rumble. We're going to come back to The Rock later because he was on first take today and talking with those guys there. And a lot of things were said about maybe this year's WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble that we will get to later. But right now, I want to talk about Monday Night Raw And let's get into what was the big news from last week with his match with Jinder Mahal. Walking away from the match, we saw an injured Seth Rollins. What was it going to be? What was the injury? The news came out, and there was different rumors here and there. There was rumors of a torn MCL, and Seth Rollins came out to the crowd and addressed the crowd. And, Timmy, before we get to the clip, Man, what a great job. When, we, when you find out everything that's going on and you kind of look back at it, Seth Rollins comes out teary-eyed. He addresses the fans. I tore my MCL partial tear of my meniscus. And, you know, the doctors are saying this is going to be three to four months, which would obviously take us past the, the WrestleMania He's missed WrestleMania in the years past. He's actually been injured and and stayed and wrestled in WrestleMania in years past. And it always seems to be this knee, you know? I mean, they could start calling it the uh, Rollins knee, basically, instead of, like, the Achilles heel. You know what I'm saying? This thing always seems to be what hurts him. If it wasn't, he injured it against Kane and he had to miss the wrestlemania when he was a champion samoa joe injured his knee and he almost missed his revenge match against triple h and now this and i'm sitting there watching this and i fully bought in like oh no the way he acted to me what do you think he did a great job of selling that he was going to have to relinquish the title did you catch that sense that he was did you think at any point man this is it this guy's not going to be able to go
2: well, it's hard. It's hard not to think in that manner when all the speculation, all the rumors, surfing the internet, you're on Twitter, uh, A.K.A. X, and you see all the reports. And it's hard to control that information nowadays. And once it gets out, it's yeah, you know, you're subject to it. So, um, you don't know what's true and what's not in the world of wrestling, and that's what's great. Again. You know, we refer to the blurring the lines and all that stuff, and what's real and what's not. And part of me, when he's walking out to the, you know, he, he comes out like Eeyore essentially from Winnie the Pooh, like, oh my God, here we go. He doesn't do his dance or anything like that. He's completely subdued. Um, And yeah, he sells the shit out of this thing, dude. And he gets to the ring and, yeah at one point I'm like, dude, this is really overboard like he's overselling this thing to the point where I think it maybe he's not even hurt like maybe like he actually got cleared Okay. You know, and, then, and then he then he obviously lets everyone know that he's got the t- the tear and all that stuff and then Guther comes out um and I'm not trying to fast forward ahead, but like the way he sells this thing. Was it was really good? It had me on the edge of the seat. Like I was torn whether or not he was injured or or whether this was all bullshit. And then like the thing that really kind of twisted my head even more was when Gunther's music hits, and I'm like, so it would be one thing if Gunther had the money in the bank briefcase, right? Because then I'd be like, oh, he's coming down to to cash in right now, right? He's in the ring. That makes sense. But no, he comes down, and I'm like, this this makes zero sense whatsoever. So, is he really hurt, or is he not hurt? Like, are they going to start a feud right now? Like, is are they going to attack him? Like, what the hell is going on right now? And it just it was cool the way they set that whole thing up, and then yeah, you leave. I don't know if you want to jump in. Let's this let's play
0: something. the clip right now. So. As we mentioned, and, you, and and if you haven't watched Raw, he comes down, he's teary-eyed, he's talking to the crowd, they're cheering for him, thank you Seth, you know, and they're booing when he's saying he's going to be like they're upset, everyone's visi- visibly upset, he's talking about his tear, the recovery, out comes Gunther, the heel move, mocking him, you can't do this, I I actually respect you as one fighting champ to another, this and that, but you know you just can't hang you know you 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 said you were a workhorse and apparently you're you're not what you had been lived up to be and then Seth hits him with this
1: I don't give a damn what the doctors tell me I don't give a damn how hard I have to rehab how hard I have to push this knee I will keep my promise. I will take this title into WrestleMania.
2: Hey. And
1: I will do every single thing in my power to walk out of WrestleMania, the world heavyweight champion.
0: I mean, I love how he finished that and he and he starts screaming. And Timmy, the reason I really believe that they brought out Gunther there was because Gunther is one of those guys that's been in the mix of who is going to win the Royal Rumble. And WWE, as we talked about last week and this week leading up to him, has done a great job to to the point where I think they've done a better job this year than I can ever remember in. Who is actually going to win this Royal Rumble? And we're really going to dissect that later on in the show. But when you think about it, you got a guy like Gunther. You got a guy like CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, L.A. Knight. The You know, there's, there's several wrestlers that could, in fact, win Jey Uso, win this Royal Rumble. Who's it going to be? They've done a great job of building that and... I love this promo. Seth hits it out of the park, and Gunther is just one of the all-time champs. He did get that slip-up, though. Did you see that with the uh, the Sunday?
2: (laughs) Yeah, he he mentioned that he couldn't wait until the the rumble on Sunday, and I think the the crowd caught on to it a little bit. He had a couple fumbles there a little bit. Not his best promo work. Um, Yeah, obviously he was in there for a purpose. Uh, He adds value when he comes out to the ring because he's such a decorated champion. So people listen, uh, but uh, obviously they, they keyed on the one thing that he, that he, he misspoke about, which is the rumble on being on Sunday when it is in fact Saturday, Tom. And everyone knows that we're broadcasting live from Graham's on Saturday. So it couldn't possibly be on Sunday, <laughs>
0: There's a couple of people that uh, said they're going to be there on Saturday that I hoped might see that and actually think it is on Sunday, uh, but that's a whole other story. Timmy, Ooh. let's move on. And let's move on to a match that is taking place this Saturday. Big match. Titles elevated his first defense since winning it at Crown Jewel. Talking about Mr. Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. And this is certainly a match that we've been circling and – and interested in for a while you got one of the best in the biz in KO he he's he gr- brings a great realism as far as his promo work he he tells the truth in a way that you know is refreshing in a WWE when you get so much different types of characters in it um Logan Paul obviously a very famous social media presence brings that to the table and elevates that title to where people, the casual viewer, wants to check it out and see and is amazingly talented in the ring as well. We don't want to take anything away from him in the ring because he is very, very good. I'm really looking forward to this match. On Friday, the Kevin Owens show, Logan Paul came out, and I'm kind of going to let you take the lead on this one. They were going back and forth. I I love the character that logan plays and i think what's so good about this character with both of these guys is it really is them they say the best characters it's like a trueness to yourself but kind of turned up a notch turned up to volume 10 and logan does a great job of playing that arrogant i'm better than you i'm famous kind of superstar guy that. And he does some old school stuff talking about lawsuits and this and that. And and K.O.'s just K.O. and he's just the man. I I, I can't wait for this match.
2: The biggest takeaway for me from that promo was how K.O. talks about, you know, about being a champion, you know, the WWE and what it means to him. And and then, you know, essentially Logan Paul goes through all the all the individuals that he essentially is has faced now in the WWE and basically talks about how he knocked out every single one of them, right? And no one's gotten up, you know, from his his famous right hand, right? And um, yeah, the, the big storyline between these two are is that cast that's on on Kevin Owens' right hand and how you know he's scared that you know, he's gonna use that as a weapon in the match and Um, you know, KO offers, you know, to take that that out of the equation. So he says, I'll remove this cast, and and he he takes the cast off in front of the crowd. And as he does that, (laughs) yeah, you see Logan Paul comes quick, and as soon as he drops that cast, he he drops KO in a heartbeat, you know, and plays to the crowd. And yeah, that's the end of the KO show. But as he sits there and talks about being, you know, knocking out his opponents and no one's gotten up from his right hand, KO gets up within like two seconds, almost, almost a la, you know, Rocky Balboa, he gets knocked down and he's leaning against his ropes and he's, you know, he's stumbling, but he, he stands up and then they start, they scrap and they, they end up on the outside. Um, and then that's when Logan Paul takes advantage, and and the cast is now off of Ko's hand, and and Logan Paul takes advantage and uses that hand against the, the steel steps, and then against the corner of the ring, uh, causing more pain. So, uh, the end of that segment is is pretty key there because, you know, Ko is sitting there writhing in pain uh he's just taken this this cast off of his hand. So it leaves you in doubt. Is KO actually is he hurt again? Like is this now a fair match? Is is this going to be something that hinders KO going into Royal Rumble? Yeah, you know, for that United States Championship match uh for that belt. So um really good segment. I I don't remember when when KO started getting his own show again is that is that something that just popped up again or i mean you
0: know they, they'll go through things where like you know someone has a show <laughs> and they have it and they, they're they in a storyline okay well you can you know have an episode of your show the ko show so in the yeah. very
2: beginning because in the very beginning of that like it, it was pretty funny they were making fun of like the set work all it was it was just like a big poster board that said the KO show.
0: And- That's the traditional KO show thing. It's very plain. Yeah. It's very like, it's a KO show, you know? There's just a sign that says KO and it's yeah. basically nothing else. He's but- like, you don't
2: like the set? You don't like. <laughs> it's yeah, just right. Funny.
0: Right. And so I will say this I got to give credit to, uh, to Logan Paul again because I feel like this is something. With Logan Paul, he must have done his homework. The way he's playing his heel, and, and like the 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 kind of things that he's doing, for example, the gonna sue you for something. It's very old school kind of heel stuff that I'm sure either someone's talking to him about, or he's. I'm assuming he's done his homework, and the play of the irony of him saying that he's gonna use the cast as a weapon to punch him when Logan Paul the last three wins of his or four wins has used brass knuckles to get the win. And just the irony of that is I, it's just great heel work and I loved it. And kudos to Logan Paul can't wait for this match. It's going to be a good one. And uh, you can see it this Saturday live at Graham's pub. All right, let's move on and let's talk about the, I want to talk about Monday night. Let's get to something that was advertised, that was circled, that we were all looking forward to, and that's Cody Rhodes and CM Punk in the ring together and what happened from that. A lot of talk in the the group text line about this promo this week. Maybe a little bit difference of opinion on some... Um, we got one guy who's a jabroni that just is in love with CM Punk and it's like too much. It's almost like gross. How much the one guy who's in Florida right now, like is obsessed with CM Punk. It's like, dude, he's probably not going to watch
2: the Royal rumble at all. Oh
0: yeah. The one that's not going to show up to the Royal rumble because he's probably just there with his pictures of punk. I don't know, but, uh, we, uh, we, we watched this promo and I rewatched it again today because you know, my, my hate, my, my dislike of punk started to come out. I know this is a new Tom and uh, I'm trying to give punk every chance I can. And, but it was, it was difficult this, uh, this week with, with the promo. So the promo starts and Timmy. I I, I want to just talk about the first half of this promo. It was a long mm-hmm. promo. It was a long promo and it took a while to get going to where it wanted to where they wanted to go. I feel like once they got there okay there were some interesting things. But the first half it was like enough of like oh you're so great. Oh you're so great. Oh your dad was so great. Oh man, you were just like the man and you really took me out. like they were really just like enough of just patting each other on the back for like the first half of it. I was like this is just let's go. Let's get to it. What is going on here? And the idea of when Punk says to him, and I guess he'll say some people will say, take this, you know, uh, what, what was the word? Condescending. But he says, I'm proud of you for what you did. Like, like you had anything like, come on, Punk. I'm trying to take credit for what <laughs> Cody's done in his, in his life, Punk. You didn't I have knew. you didn't have what it takes to walk that walk. All right. You didn't you you talked like per, like Cody said, I walked and that's what happened. Punk, you just talked and he actually did it. That's what I want to say about that first half of the promo. Tim. what do you think of the first half of the promo? Sorry. Yeah,
2: no, there was there was definitely a lot of filler there, Um, but I they're looking was a...
0: at the crowd. They're doing yeah. that. Thing, yeah. They're doing all. It's like, all right, enough.
2: Well, it was it was a big moment, man. Like it was I,
0: it was
1: it.
2: It's, like no one could have predicted that these two would have ended up in the same ring. Well, everyone thought they'd end up in the same ring, probably in AEW, not in the WWE. No one would have predicted that. And it was a huge moment. And a lot of these moments are still coming for, for CM Punk. Cause he's brand new. It's fresh for him. Cody's now been here for two plus years. Um, and he's really carried the torch for the WWE because Roman Reigns hasn't been here as that often. And, you know, he's been the, the essentially the beacon of life for the WWE and and deservedly so but um there was a lot of filler um but there's there was a lot of buildup and I think I think what we saw from the first half of that promo was two guys really trying to position themselves um and build a feud right and they didn't have much time on the mic Uh, you know, before this, before this, this meeting to really build that up. Right. And I think this is something that, you know, they, they're, they're trying to plant a seed, right. And they're doing as much as they possibly can. They're both great on the mic and they're, they both know how to navigate through a promo. And I think that's kind of what you were seeing. They're just setting the groundwork, right. To something that's going to be bigger and better Um, and then I guess
0: maybe a bit of a slower build, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is who, this is our kind of relationship together. And not a lot of people might know that, you know, that, you know, Cody's dad asked him to, you know, keep an eye out for him. Of course, punk, you know, says it wasn't much work because punk didn't do it. He's only worried about himself, but that's a whole nother story. But that's also,
2: (laughs) that's the, again, that's still part of the story that you need to know. Right. Right. They're giving you little nuggets about the backstory and and everything like that, and you know, again, we're gonna see this stuff in a in a solid package, like great background music when these two face off against each other, and it's gonna be epic, and you're gonna be like, oh, I remember that first promo, that was that was excellent, right? But like for the most part, the first half was filler, but when it turns was was really good i yeah, you know, i mentioned to the, the text line i said man that was a great line i forget should we play I,
0: it right now a little bit of what uh what happened here we're going to play yeah. kind of when it starts to get to that the those moments that we're talking about we're going to start with punk and then we'll we'll get into uh to what cody says i'll play them back to back for you now
2: perfect i didn't
1: have the famous dad my father was blue collar my father was just a regular guy he was an electrician which makes it kind of ironic i'm more of the american dream than you are
0: and now here's Cody's response to punk saying i'm more of the american dream
1: than you are let's talk about the pipe bomb You sat right up there, you said a few words, you rattled off the formula for a revolution. You inspired countless. There are wrestlers who have gotten in this today because of said interview. Count me one of those who was inspired. But then you left. And when you left, you really left. You didn't pass the torch off, you dropped it on the way out. And I don't think you cared who picked it up, but I think you know who did. I did. Everything, everything that you spoke about, I literally did. So where you talked, I walked. And what is actually ironic, that makes me more CM Punk than you. I mean
0: well yeah. done on both of those parts. Great in into in, and that's what they were like everything was leading yeah. to that.
2: Yeah, the, so it's it's crazy because it's not traditional, right? Like in in storylines and, and things of that nature, you don't really see this where it's a role reversal, right? Boom like cm punk is is you know telling telling everyone how he's blue collar and he's doing this and he's doing that and he's you know you know against the machine and you know he's a revolutionary and all of a sudden you know cody goes well yeah you talked about all that but i did it dude right and then and then you know cm punk flips the script and he does the same thing back to him it was like it's it was like a really cool moment where they, they flip the script on each other and you can see both angles, which is which is really cool because you don't know again, you're gonna split it right down the middle. You don't know who you who you want to win that matchup. I know you do. I know who you <laughs> want to win that matchup. Well, this leads me to
0: my question. This is my question when I re-watched it. And I wish I would have written down the the exact sentences. But, for example, when he's talking about his dad and he says, my dad was an electrician, which makes me more of the American dream than you are. That's a shot. That was the first shot fired. Mm-hmm. Is Punk the protagonist? Is he the heel in this story?
2: Yeah. Well, I think you need time for the story to develop. I mean, we keep on talking about Cody finishing the story, but um, if it's the story between them two, you don't know because you know you had ten minutes there where you start out. These two guys are both, you know, protagonists, right? They're both guys that are that you that are on their their hero's journey, if you will, right? Like they both have their own story to finish. Um, at, at no point have either of them become the heel yet. So you have two guys, two good guys, right? Two faces right now in the industry that don't have an, well, Cody has an identity. You don't know about punk yet, right? He's kind of, he's kind of floating in the wind. right? I like, saw you know, heel like behavior last night, especially yeah. rewatching it. I was like, man, this guy is the heel. He's but the bad it, guy. But is it because he's saying that he's because he gives you all these examples about how he looked after Cody and how, you know, his dad was, you know, the he's telling you basically he's the blue collar guy that worked his way up and you were the spoon fed kid that got everything handed to him. So, in my opinion, which is a lie. Yeah. But I mean, in my opinion, and you know, I'm sitting there and, and like, again, we're from Philadelphia. This is blue collar. I, I resonate more with, Punk than I do with Cody Rhodes.
0: Okay. And then this is and this is the part I was talking about was thinking about also. He says, you want the true CM Punk WrestleMania experience. You're on the way. You're in the cover of the of the video game. You're 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 doing a story. You you labored as the face of this company for the last two years and went through all this. And now a guy that hasn't been around is gonna show up. And take everything from you, and I'm not talking. I'm talking about me. That makes Punk a hypocrite. He complained all those years about how you know I had to put this guy over, and I had to put that guy over. I had to do all this, and he's coming back and going to do the exact same thing. So he's a hypocrite, and he fired the first shot. I'm just saying, is he is he moving towards a heel? Like I think that's the move with Punk because. The shine's going to wear off of this this toy that's back, the new guy, oh, you know, we've got him with this promo, we got him with that promo, we got him with this guy. Like, there's only, you know, a handful more of those that can happen where it means something like, wow, the first time they're in the ring with each other. I just feel like, you know, I feel like if you put him in the heel move, he's not in-ring what he used to be. I think that's the move, and I feel like, some of those seeds were planted last night that punk is
2: in could, this story in particular, the bad guy. You could you could be absolutely right. And I look again, I don't know punk. I don't know his work. I don't know anything about punk or what I you know, I know of the the, the stuff that's out there about the pipe bomb and all the other shit, AEW stuff. But to me, I think you need to let that story develop. If I'm looking at it just from a from a clear perspective, not jaded as somebody else on the other oh, line of the Zoom. Um, I tried not to be. I just can't I th- help myself. I think I think you have to let this play out and see where it goes. He could very well be be falling into that heel trap. Not even a trap, but I mean, it probably is the best spot for him to be. But. Um, in my opinion, I think you gotta let it develop. And there, there were some seeds there, like you said, but it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. There's so much that needs to you're gonna find out Saturday how this all plays through. It's gonna be it's gonna be excellent. I'm looking forward to it. And then yeah, these things kick into high gear. Um, Tom, a little bit of breaking news. Uh William Regal is back in the WWE. What is that real? <laughs> That is real.
0: Wow! What a mind. Like when they talk about developmental and NXT, William Regal was the guy after Dusty passed away, and he was the man. You talk all the the the, the top female stars, the top wrestlers that were in NXT. That is a huge signing. And if you, if you're not familiar with William Regal, I mean, he was back when we were younger. An amazing character uh just like an all-time heel classic knows the in ring and particularly the technical stuff of professional wrestling and tells that story man that is a big time signing like huge get to to develop these young wrestlers what he could do to help he he's he's almost on the like Paul Heyman level of that mind that wrestling mind of of the industry and to have him back with wwe to help develop and help with these storylines man that's a huge signing tim wow that's exciting holy
2: shit what a day my he god just, he just he just showed up on nxt you're kidding me in I'm what serious. match uh he was backstage it looked like uh the is it the Shut rocks the
1: front door <laughs> are you kidding me
2: it looks like the rock's niece is that her that's, oh that- my god no his daughter his daughter. Oh my gosh!
0: Wow, what a signing, man! This day is insane. <laughs> Netflix, The Rock, William Regal, we got the royal rock. <laughs>
2: this oh is, my goodness, this Timmy! This is this is live reaction here. If you're watching, he is. I just found out via X, and uh, Tommy obviously did not know about this. I'm a Regal fan, as you can tell. My uh,
1: man knows
0: what he's doing. Oh, Good to have him back. Welcome back, William Regal. Dude, that's exciting. I mean, you can help him shape a talent like a Braun breaker, mellow, trick, huh. all those, uh, that women's division in NXT. Oh, my goodness. That is big, big, big. And he helped develop so many young wrestlers in in their storylines. Wow. Awesome stuff. Another, now a GM there. Look at that! Is he going to be the GM? Is that what they're saying? I—I I mean, you probably can't look into it too much right now,
2: but yeah, I'm not seeing anything crazy.
0: All right, all. well, hey, great to have him, legend, and uh, wow, what a what a what a thing to happen! And one last comment back to the uh, Cody Rhodes CM Punk thing, and what I meant by look. CM Punk is an older wrestler, okay, and he's not going to be a twenty-year-old in-ring guy, and I get that. That makes sense. So his style has changed, and this and that, and it has to. And all wrestlers' style has to change as they get older to to you know to protect themselves and to protect the people they're working with. It helps him be in being the heel, where if he's winning and you're looking at him and you're like, "How is this guy winning?" Well, it's easier to dislike him, and I think the heel at least at first, is the way to go with CM Punk. I don't know how, but I just feel like you have him go into a heel-like character and that could really help him in ring and all these storylines moving forward, specifically with the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins who are over, you know, as babyfaces. All right, Timmy, that's going to lead us to our big topic. You know, something I want to talk to real quick. There's four matches advertised this weekend for the Royal Rumble. We uh, have the Fatal 4-Way. We have the United States Championship. We have the Men's Royal Rumble. But right now, real quick, I'd like to talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. And we're headed with that. Eos Sky is a heavyweight champion for the women's on SmackDown. And Mommy is a champion for the women's on Raw. All right? A heavyweight or undisputed or whatever. I, I don't know which one's which. But the SmackDown champion and the Raw champion. So, the winner of this is going to face one of those two. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of rumors out there as to who will be coming back. Um, I don't know if we spent a lot of time on it, but I kind of want to talk about right now, who do we see winning the Royal Rumble out of the women's division? Um, Would you like me to go first, or would you like to, to go on this first? Oh, you got it. Okay, so... There's a lot of things that can happen. I'm not so sure on Charlotte Flair's availability. I don't think she will win the Royal Rumble, but I feel like it really could set up for an interesting return. My thought right now: the three front runners, the I'll say the four front runners to win the Women's Royal Rumble is number one. Mercedes Monet, all right? Sasha Banks coming back. There's been a lot of rumors. This is in no order, but these are just my top four. Mercedes Monet makes a, a return, which will be a major grab, a major moment. Big pop. If she comes out and wins, that could be huge. Two, Jay Cargill. We haven't seen her in a long time. Big AEW signing. Obviously, the look. She's been spending a lot of time down at developmental. We need to see her in a ring soon. Three. um, Shoot. Who was I going to go with? It It was four. One, two, three. Oh, AJ Lee. AJ Lee, CM Punk's wife, rumored to possibly be coming back at the Royal Rumble this weekend. CM Punk is back. You could see AJ Lee return. She was a former women's champion when she was here. She would be big time match for anyone in WWE. And number four, the man, Becky Lynch. She'd be the first woman to ever win two Royal Rumbles. They've teased her versus Rhea Ripley. It could set up perfectly for that match. If I were to pick and I could choose, I would like, obviously, Mercedes Monet to come back, then challenge Io Sky. Her dream, Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, was to wrestle for New Japan at New Japan. It was something she always wanted to do in her career, her life. She was a huge Eddie Guerrero fan. He spent time over in New Japan. She wanted to follow in some footsteps and do some things. A lot of these wrestlers, you'll see a Brian Danielson talking about what he wanted to do in New Japan. He's main evented WrestleMania twice. I wanted to go wrestle in New Japan. A lot of these wrestlers have dreams of wrestling over there at some point in their career. That was her dream. Io Sky, obviously, Asian descent, New Japan, Asuka, they've all been over there. She could then face her in the main event of WrestleMania after spending time over in New Japan, full circle. And I'm imagining a moment, if Charlotte's available, where you have Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and out comes Mercedes Monet, and you have the four horsewomen in the ring for the Rumble. Pretty cool moment. Timmy. Sorry to go on long on that one. Your thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble and where you'd like to see it go.
2: Um this is tough because you need somebody that's that's valuable um to the brand, right? Someone that's going to carry the torch. Look, because like I think EO Sky has been awful as a champion. I think she has not delivered. She's I mean, she's almost like a a you know placeholder. Can uh, I
0: talk? Can I say something on that further? When we talk about the belts, we want people to elevate the titles. She has not elevated this title at all. Sorry, yeah. go ahead.
2: No, and and to your point, I think that there's a there's an opportunity here for one to create a, a really really cool storyline. Um, either way, with any of these these people that I want to see win. So number one. Um I actually want to see Nia Jax win the Royal Rumble. Um reason being, she as much as I hate her, I think that's what she has going for her. She is a really good heel um in the women's division. And and I don't look. I don't know if she's able to to challenge Io Sky for the the title or not. I don't know. Like they get their pick, correct? They get their pick. I mean, that would be an easy pick for Nia Nia Jat and I Jax. Um, but other than her, the other the other person that that would really throw a wrench into this whole thing would be Bailey winning the Royal Rumble and then challenging her own. Damage control partner for the title. Um, Ah, I like that. That's a good story. Yeah. So I think that could create an excellent storyline. I don't know how they get there, but there has been some, some, you know, what is it? Fodder, if you will. (laughs) Um, Within damage control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they've been on a roll. Bailey's been featured a lot more. Nia Jax has been featured a lot more. Um, obviously, the man could be thrown in there. Becky Lynch, um, and then I also I think she's a really good wrestler, and I and she's had an opportunity before. I think Zoe Stark needs to be featured on her own. Like she's been kind of handcuffed with this Shayna Baszler thing, and I don't like that at all. I think I think if she wins the Rumble, that that it could propel her into a different um into a different uh, stratosphere other than like the other wrestlers so uh i yeah one of those those four i I would prefer to to win jade cargo i don't think you can just hand her a title shot um after she yeah she comes into the to the rumble i think she has a good showing but i don't think she wins the rumble
0: hmm. i uh another one that i forgot to mention Um, and I don't know what her injury status is, but maybe we see the return of Liv Morgan. She's very popular, and uh, I'd like to see her maybe win it and hold a title. She was the second entrant last year, made it all the way to the the end, and and got knocked out by Rhea Ripley. So she's another one that has a chance. So we'll see what happens with the Women's Royal Rumble. Right now, odds-on favorite to win it. I don't even know who would be the odds. Probably Becky Lynch. I'm
2: looking at it right now, Tom. And right now, I'll give you the top five odds. Number one, Bailey. Oh. Number two, Becky Lynch. Number three, Jade Cargill. Number four, Nia Jax. Number five, Raquel Rodriguez.
0: Raquel Rodriguez. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, Obviously going to be an interesting storyline where we go from there. I don't want them. I want mommy to hold the title for as long as mommy can hold the title because she, I just love her. I think she's the best thing going until someone else comes in. It would be cool to see a poster with, mommy and jade cargill face to face like that's going to be a match that would be an interesting uh it's an interesting look there and uh, uh Tom, two powerhouses
2: before we go any further Tom oh, no. why don't...
0: who else just signed no more breaking news i can't take it timmy
2: why don't you give me two surprise entrance in the rumble on the female side surprise be... entrance well i gave a couple already who could we see that you haven't seen in a while? I know you said Sasha Banks.
0: And AJ Lee, CM Punk's wife.
2: All right, so you're staying with them, too? Uh, who else right. could we see in the I'm gonna what about, what about a possible... Uh, do we see Lita? Does she enter in? She has to enter in, right? Lita could.
0: I mean, you could also see our girl, Trish Stratus. Uh, what about a Nikki Bella? Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, eh, they have had her like come back before. I want to say she came back two years ago and did like a a surprise.
2: How about a Blaze?
0: <laughs> aka Medusa? Um, I feel like she's been in it before too. Look, there's not a ton of of women to pull from. I'm trying to think who was like Luna hey,
2: Vashon.
0: Is she still alive? <laughs> no, no. I don't think Luna's still alive. I don't know. I don't know who else is uh who's available. My my, you know, those are those are my two that I would say. I'm trying to think who was like in the. Eh, I'd have to think about that because no Ooh. one's coming to the top of my head.
2: Tori Wilson.
0: Tori Wilson. I feel like she's been in it.
2: Didn't she just go into the Hall of Fame? I don't know, dude. I'm just throwing names out here. Come on, oh, help me you. out. Yeah. Is, we're doing a wrestling show. I gave <laughs> my
0: two. I gave my two. I don't have any more. All,
2: right. All right. Who do we got next?
0: Let's go with... Did we cover... No. Now, let's go to the Fatal 4-Way. All right? Fatal 4-Way. We had a big, big uh smackdown. You know, you had AJ Styles and LA Knight going at it. You had the contract signing. I was... I want to talk about the contract signing at first and then kind of get into how the show ended up. I thought in the actual signing, it was nice to see L.A. Knight on the mic. I felt like he was very strong at this contract signing. I was like, all right, L.A., you're looking pretty good. He had the crowd going. He kind of cut up A.J. a little bit. He smacked down uh, Paul a little bit there, and, and that was interesting. When him and A.J. had their match, I felt like they were a little out of sync and I was like, "Uh, oh, you know, I was hoping it would be a little bit smoother. But uh, all in all, a strong showing. I feel like from them, I, I like this match heading forward. Solo comes out, interferes. Roman's got all his issues with, um, and they're really playing this issue with the GM. I mean, that's been a storyline for weeks now of him not liking Nick Aldis and where what he's doing and who's really running the show and this and that. So I'm Curious where that leads. And the show ends with him signing the contract, but then getting the three most dangerous words, letters in all professional wrestling. An RKO by Mr. Randy Orton. Fun stuff. Entertaining. I'm really looking forward to this match on Saturday. Timmy, what did you think of everything that went down on SmackDown? And who do you have winning the Fatal 4-Way?
2: All right, so I, I do have to say something about the contract signing. I'm like, so they made this huge deal about not signing the contract, and then he just comes out and just signs it anyway with like no like force whatsoever. He just grabs it from Nick out, auto signs it, and that's it. Like that's all you get. Like, yeah, I just felt like that that they could have prolonged this another week if they really like. I mean, like, dude, Roman Reigns was doing social media during. The, the contract signing, like talking shit, essentially, you know, about Nick Aldis. And then, like, at the end of the show, he just comes out and signs a contract. I just felt like it, it could have been done a little bit better. um, But, like, the the way that they they constructed that show was, again, and this stuff might go away with, with Netflix, but I know it's SmackDown, but we're watching – SmackDown, and you know that something's going to happen because they have two really main event matches that are supposed to take place, and there's only 20 minutes left in the show. So you have four really high-caliber superstars that are supposed to face off, and they're supposed to do these matches in 10 minutes each. And half of those matches are their entrances and all the bullshit that comes with it. and. You knew that something's. It's just a shame because it, it's such a tell when you when you watch these shows and you know when the end of the show is going to happen and you know that they're on time constraints and it just takes the element of surprise out a little bit. Like you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you know something's going to fucking happen, right? So that that kind of sucks about it. It's like all right, well, you know, it's you know something's behind the curtain, but you, you're not sure if. Yeah, you know, what exactly it is, you know. Um but I feel like the build to this fatal four way has been really good. Um, I think all four guys have played a really nice part and had played their roles really well. Um Randy, in my opinion, has looked the strongest. Um, I think by design, because he is really the if you will, the apex predator here. And yeah. he has he has the opportunity to probably take down Roman Reigns more, more so than AJ Styles or or LA Knight. Um, And I think, I think he is going to be the guy that comes closest to, to, to taking that title all reigns, but you really, you absolutely need a clean win here from, from Roman Reigns, in my opinion. Um, If you're going to add value to the to this WrestleMania and, yeah, everything that the Rock has said about this being could be one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like Roman's gonna win. I still feel like there's gonna be foul play. I, and you know what, I hate that. I, I just if there is foul play, I would like it to be without like outside interference. Just have him cheat, you know, instead of someone else running in because the run in is annoying. Like they, they're saying, oh, this is heart making you like dislike him more, like with uh, like other people have talked about that. No, it just it's gets old. Okay. It's like, all right, here we go again. And as a fan, you don't want to see that. If he's going to cheat, let's try to let's try to come up with something a little bit more
2: creative, creative. Yes, yeah.
0: please. And uh or just get lucky, you know, but win clean, you know, like something happens and holy shit, it's right here in his hands, and oh my gosh, he's still the champion. He didn't really deserve it, whatever. And and if you're trying to create that heel, or have him just beat the shit out of everybody and win and make him look fucking unbeatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think the plan is to not have him beat Orton so that they can have work in the future and draw in the future. So, you know, I'm seeing L.A. Knight or... AJ Styles take the L here with Roman coming out on top. Really looking forward to it, though. You got so much talent in that ring with Roman and Orton and AJ and LA and just a cool story. Great build, like you said, and cannot wait for this match. Man, we got so much to talk about. I feel like this episode is going to run a little bit long. I want to talk about one more thing before we get to the men's rumble, and that is, one, well, I guess it's it's tied together. Drew McIntyre's contract is up at the end of WrestleMania. He has been the best wrestler on Monday Night Raw for the last couple months, in my opinion. Mike skills, in ring, everything. Character. My man, we 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 give him credit every single week. He's the best in the business. He's as good as you get. Please sign this guy. Keep him around. This should be your number one priority sign drew mcintyre he is a wrestlemania main eventer you can put him against anyone and it's a main event possibility i love drew mcintyre sign him
2: i don't see i don't see that not getting done i mean there's just so much momentum right now i mean they're bringing guys back during our show right now tom it's 11 it's 11 o'clock at night here uh Yeah, William Regal just showed up. I mean, there's rumors of Okada coming now. Uh, There is no way that you don't take care of your own, Um, and he is one of the premier wrestlers. I think this this gets done. Um, The other contract that that was just brought up today um, that I'm not sure does get done is Finn Balor. Um, He is obviously entangled in the Judgment Day. Uh, I don't know if they see him as a valuable piece there. But he is a current tag team championship holder, which, again, they have not added any value to those titles whatsoever. They haven't elevated them. They just carry him around. It, it really is kind of just, at this point, like, it means nothing, really. It's like they don't yeah. even exist. Why do
0: they not have them in a tag match this weekend? That doesn't make sense. They should have – that That should be the fifth match, Yeah, you know, like – yeah. That's ridiculous that there's no tag match this weekend because no one really is buying into the fact that Finn Balor or Damian Priest could win the Royal Rumble. You
2: don't need them in the Rumble. Yeah. And that's going to be I mean, look, there's so much va- there's not value, but there's so much effort now being put into tag team wrestling as we as we can see, you know, across the board on both on both shows really. I mean, you're starting to see a lot of tag teams being formed and a lot of uh you know tag teams get together i mean, you're seeing the the battles between uh you know the new day versus you know imperium you're seeing stuff like that and it's yeah you know, it's really it's really AOP, cool the creed yeah.
0: brothers you got yeah. diy back you got you know yeah. pretty deadly all of them
2: yeah and um i think this is going to turn into something that that we'll uh we'll really enjoy maybe maybe we'll get to see a, another tlc match of some sort in the future for the titles that would be cool Um, uh could you
0: imagine a mania if we got a tlc match that would be sick with the creed brothers that oh my god that would be insane that would be insane
2: but um yeah so i mean it 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 just i think the drew thing gets done there should that should be an afterthought at this point um Maybe he's not worried about it. Maybe he's just he already has a guarantee in place. And maybe it's not even the right report. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, to me, if you don't sign that guy, it's, it's almost it's almost as criminal as like not bringing Triple H back. You know, like that's where he's at right now in terms of his level. Right. So, and
0: Finn Balor, you know, look, I don't ever want to say that, but he's just he's not someone that I'm tuning in to see you know he's not, he's, a,
2: he's not a needle mover he no, was in my not. opinion when he was doing the, the the whole like beast thing or the uh demon. whatever the demon thing when he was going back and forth between that like that's something that catches people's eyes like dude like when is he going to be Vin, Finn Balor and when is he going to be the demon like if he could let go of that and and it become uncontrollable I know it's a ton of makeup and all the other bullshit but like The edgy stuff is really what works. And he had an edge with that alter ego. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So
0: we'll see what happens with those contracts, but the Drew McIntyre contract needs to get done. And that's the second part that ties into this. He had a match with Damian Priest. And I just want to quickly talk about the R-Truth storyline. I'm disappointed in it because I feel like they've fumbled this away to what I thought could be a meaningful storyline, you have R Truth, who's obviously a goofy type character. Been with the Judgment Day, and I felt like he elevated the Judgment Day and their their crew in making them a little bit more likable, a little bit more relatable. You, you, when he comes on the TV, okay, I want to pay attention. Helping to develop that storyline, and in my mind, it was okay. He's going to be in here. He'll be this lovable member. Of this group and then at some point either they turn on him or something happens where your heart goes out to R-Truth that he has now been betrayed or beaten down for no good reason and they've just turned it into a clown show. It's just it's everything is a joke with this guy and you know at some point there has to be some real like you, you gotta have the funny but also some real whether it's drama or like Hard or whatever, a different emotion you need to evoke from the crowd, and they just said, Uh, you know what, just have him go out there with money again and throw it all over the place and make a
2: joke, you know, like this guy's a clown now. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, the issue with truth is that when they first brought him on board, right, it was going well, and then they destroyed it, and we were like, Why would you kill that angle that quickly? And then they brought him back in a, in a different capacity and it started working well again. And look, this has only been like a six-week run here, right? Right. And and yeah, truth has become relevant in that. And they've done some different like video spots with him. And it, it was, you know, it was funny. But like the problem is when you do a storyline like this, you need to have substance. And there is no substance to what he actually is bringing to the judgment day. Like, there's nothing right. right. You're a hundred percent right. Make it so, make sense. Yeah. So it's it's a point to me that like, hey, look, if you're gonna have this guy be a baby face and he's gonna be, yeah, you know, this guy that's gonna kind of jokingly fit in with the the Judgment Day. To your point, like, let him be part of it. Let him be like almost what they did with JD, right? With uh, what's his name? Is that his name? Yeah, JD. Yeah. Like they, that dude was just kind of, he was like a pilot fish for, for weeks. He just followed them around and like would save, he would save them in different spots and like different matches, right? Like give yeah. that to R Truth a little bit. Don't make him come out and dress like Doink the clown and, you know, like just be your laughing boy. Like that's, that's just ridiculous. Like yeah. there's no, there's no substance to what R Truth is doing. There's no added value to it. Um, I mean, I would say before this week, like, there was some comic relief to it. There was some spots where it was funny, but, like, like even last week when, when he dropped the money over the ring, it was just, like, it looked like it was, a, it was a goof or a missed spot. Yeah. And then, like, it just continued again into this week, and you're just like, all right, well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was planned. Like, it just didn't, it just doesn't make any sense, and it's like, all right let's wrap this thing up or, or let's get it where it's supposed to go before it becomes just bullshit. And yeah. It's, already, it's, it's already becoming there.
0: bullshit. And we, we called for them to, okay, if it wasn't him having matches against the judgment day where he's playing this role that doesn't even make sense. And now the money, and it's just like, and I'm just disappointed because I really felt like it could have been something, IE like Sammy Zayn, obviously not that level, but like, it could have been something where you you're, you find yourself loving our truth and pulling for him and cheering for him, and, and you get a nice story, and I just feel like they're fumbling it away. No substance. You nailed it, Timmy. All right, and sorry everyone. We are going long out there. Obviously, this is a big, big episode. So much going on this week. This will be our last topic, the main event, what we think is going to be the main event of the Royal Rumble. It might not be. It's between this and the Fatal 4-Way, but... The Men's Royal Rumble this Saturday, live from Graham's Pub. Timmy, there's so much that can happen here. There's so many people. WWE has done a great job. Who is going to win this match? Surprise returns. Who are we going to get? Who's going to be in the Final Four? Where are we going after this match? Punk could win it. Cody could win it. Drew could win it. The Rock could win it. LA Knight could win it. Who else? Uh, I'm, I'm missing some people. Brock Lesnar. Who knows? He might come back. Well, Tom, you know,
2: you said you said that WWE has done such a great job of, you know, keeping it quiet on like who's going to win this. I, I would take it a step further, and I would say they've done a great job in not letting us know who actually is in the goddamn rumble. Like, dude, it's. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, so oh, so we just. People just come out and they they announce they're in the Rumble. That's how it works. And there was like five announcements, and that's all we've gotten. I think there's eight guys that have been announced for the Royal Rumble, which means that there's 22 question marks. I mean, look, we could probably kind of figure out who's going to show up and who's not, but for the most part, it's a crapshoot right now, and that's great. Like, in years past, from what I was told and from what I've seen, you had the 30 wrestlers that were going to be in the Rumble on that poster and you're like oh okay
0: and there was like four or five missing spots now you got 20 missing spots okay who's it gonna be now we can kind of you know we can speculate who's it gonna be you know we're expecting a couple comebacks i would i would imagine seamus would be back is john cena gonna show up at this royal rumble we don't know is the rock gonna be in the rumble we don't know is you know, where does Brock Lesnar play a role in this? You know, where's Sami Zayn play a role in this? Where's Jay Uso? How's he going to be going in this match? And then what happens? What stories are going to be told? Could Gunther win this match? We don't know. But let's speculate a little bit, Timmy. I'm going to throw out the winner of this match. And you tell me where you think this is headed. And we'll kind of riff on that. Winner of the Royal Rumble, CM Punk. Where do we head after that?
2: CM Punk wins um he's got to go after he's got to choose Rollins that's the only uh, the only option in my opinion he has to choose him for WrestleMania and he main events, WrestleMania versus Seth Rollins um
0: and then who do you have with Roman then does the Rock come out the following night and challenge Roman or is it elimination chamber or...
2: i think that it I just there's so much story that needs to develop before I can pick a I in my heart I I would say that the Rock. Do I say the Rock? No, because it doesn't work with the storyline the way the way that the Rock left that 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 nugget for us. He wants to be the head of the table. Cody doesn't fit into that storyline, so um, God it's so tough because i i in my heart of hearts i want cody versus roman at wrestlemania me too and i don't know if that happens if the rock is in play um i don't see the rock winning the royal rumble at all um cuz that makes him commit to to wwe tv for for 3 full months and i don't think he's got that in him um but well, he yeah. just
0: became the chairman of the board, and so he was on first take this this morning, and I'm listening to his interview, and not that he's talking about how he wants to create the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and if him and Roman were to face each other, he wants to get as many eyes on the product as possible and what they can do as possible. And in years past, when he did come back years ago and faced John Cena in the first time they faced at WrestleMania, they announced their match... A year prior to the match, hmm. so that's not out of the realm of possibility that The Rock comes out after WrestleMania and announces he wants to fight Roman Reigns next year at WrestleMania. It's not like and and get that full story. He'll then he's he's on the board now. They will then have taken it into Netflix in twenty twenty five. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's not like it hasn't been done before. And then he gets their their idea to promote it for a full year and and see what happens.
2: Yeah, it's just just so many moving parts, dude. I just don't. It's hard for me to speculate on where this is going to go because, like, there's so many people with their toes in the water. Right. You know, everyone has this this dream matchup and like, even like Randy Orton, like, yeah, Randy Randy Orton versus Reigns at, at WrestleMania 40 would be an excellent fucking main event, dude. Like being incredible. Um, Absolutely. But it's just, it's just so hard to, to pinpoint exactly where they want to go with it. Um, and the easy choice for me is, is Cody Rhodes. But I mean, you got Gunther too. Like, if Gunther wins, you know, he obviously already said he's going to answer Seth, so then that, that clears that up. It's just simple, it's simple there. Um, but does he lose that, the title then prior to facing Seth, or he carries it through WrestleMania? I, I don't, I don't know again. Like, look, this is now your prediction on, on who's winning the Royal Rumble, like to me. I think Cody wins the Royal Rumble again.
0: Yes, first time since 1998 when Stone Cold Steve Austin won back-to-back Royal Rumbles.
2: Yeah, and I think that takes the conversation out. And then I think they have to figure out a way to get The Rock involved in that match somehow, some way. If that's the true, if that's the true storyline, if that's really what's going to take place, right? And The Rock keeps on referencing it it means that there's some guest referee triple threat who knows i just again the triple threat thing doesn't make sense to me because it's not part of that storyline but you know what
0: there's so much we can talk about there's so much speculation we can do on the royal rumble and um i want to talk about something we said last week was there ever a wrestler to hold the intercontinental championship and the heavyweight championship at one time There was one. It was the Ultimate Warrior when he beat Hulk Hogan. He relinquished the Intercontinental title right after he won the heavy. But for that night and for that maybe couple days, he had both but then relinquished, so he only had the one. Um, But there's so much we can do, and we're going to talk about all of that in our show this Saturday, live from Graham's Pub, starting around 7 p.m., be there or be square. Royal Rumble to follow directly after. We've got some surprises lined up. It's going to be a fun time. A great atmosphere to watch Royal Rumble. Make sure you're not. Make sure you're not going to miss it. Make sure you're there. All right, Tom, be me, there
2: before we sign off here, Tom. Give me, give me your two top men's surprise returns or surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble.
0: My two top surprise entrance. In the Royal Rumble. Uh, He can't be in it, can he? Is The Rock going to be in the Royal Rumble? Is The Rock going to be in the Royal Rumble? Is The Rock going to be in the Royal Rumble? I don't think The Rock is in the Royal Rumble. Okay, my two surprise entrants. Big surprises. Big surprises? We're in Tampa, huh? You know who? I would love to see. I've been talking about it for a while. I've been seeing him more and more on TV. My boy, Big E Langston. I would love to see Big E come out. That would be great for me. And another big surprise in the Royal Rumble. I mean, uh, you know, besides him and The Rock, and I mean, I'll be I'll pop for Sheamus. I'm excited to see Sheamus. I'm assuming he's gonna come back. Um, I'm I'm guessing Okada will be uh in the Royal Rumble.
2: All right. So I'm going to go one that I just think um makes sense. I'm going to say Jake Paul shows up to the Royal Rumble. Wow, I like that, dude. I really like that. And then I'm going to give you I'm going to give you another one that might be out of out of left field a little bit. Oh man, I don't, I don't know if he does it, but what if we see that MJF at Royal Ruffle?
0: got about MJF, <laughs> dude? If you're telling me they sign this deal, they get William Regal back. The Rock is on the chair. MJF Okada, dude, what the? F- I can't take anymore. I can't. What about two? Another one. Ron Breaker, I would love to see yeah. Ron Breaker. In well, that I way.
2: mean, these are guys that like you can expect, in. like I expect to see Sami Zayn back. I expect to see Sheamus Seamus back. About, like yeah. we talked about that, like uh, you know, guys
0: MJF, like, dude. Omos dude.
2: should be back probably. You'll see guys like that, but I mean, I think a couple surprises. That would be uh, that would be interesting. Hulk Hogan actually mentioned that he might show up.
0: Oh my God! What about Stone Cold? Uh. MJF, if he shows up at the Royal Rumble, my God, that is—I mean, AEW. Oh man, that's a blow. That is a—that would be a devastating blow. Woo!
2: All right. Well, what? I was about to say, Tom. This this show has been a devastating blow to our <laughs> night. Ah. <laughs>
0: We had a lot to cover, folks. We're sorry if we went a little bit long, but we hope you enjoyed everything we had to talk about. Obviously, a huge week for wrestling, WWE, the Royal Rumble, the road to WrestleMania. We're really getting into high gear now, and this is going to be a very, very, very exciting time for wrestling fans. We're glad you're along the ride with us, and uh, if you have any comments or anything you want to say about what we talk about, please Send us a text or leave a comment in the uh, in the comment section or whatever you want to do. DM us. And we hope to see you this Saturday live from Graham's Pub. I hope we plugged it enough that people know we are going to be there this Friday, or this Saturday. Graham's Pub, Royal Rumble. It's going to be awesome. Himmy, anything you got to say to all the Schmidt and out there before we sign off?
2: Thanks for listening. When you're a jabroni. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's right. When you're a jabroni, you're a jabroni for life.
0: We love you. See you this Saturday. God bless.